This guy came to a church I was pastoring 10 years ago from here. He was from here. And uh, he came in and helped us and played the drums and did different things. And uh, never did I think in a million years that I would be in Florence, South I'd never even been to South Carolina at that time. So we just praise God for all that he's done. Amen. I want to say I, I appreciate uh, Sister Becky. Family who loves you and we cherish you, and we will always honor you and protect you. Amen. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we want y'all to be a little patient with us because it's going to take us a little while to get here. We got 54 years of stuff that we got to go through. <laughs> well, my wife don't have quite that much, but <laughs> we got 32 years together that we've got to go through and stuff. And, and uh, it's going to take a little bit, but we know that God is in it. We've already got two people to look at our house and. And we're believing that's going to get sold and get gone. And we're going to get up here and get settled in. And we're going to take Florence for Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to realize the importance of you, the church. Because without you, it don't, it don't happen. I can only do so much. And every person in this building is important to God. And we have a place for you. And we're going to make a place for you. I'm not a maintenance guy. I like progression. And I want us to see progression. And I want us to go after God with all of our hearts. And I know that's what we're going to do. But I want you to see the importance of who you are. It's very important that you pray. It's very important that you seek God. It's not enough. It's not enough. Thank you so much. It's not enough to um, have Sunday morning religion. We need to have all week relationship. Amen. Because what goes in us during the week is going to come out of us at the first of it. Amen. On Sunday. If you ain't got nothing to give, you can't give nothing. But if we allow God to fill us up, guess what? We can pour out and it will not be able to be denied. Amen. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning to Acts, the 12th chapter. And I want to speak to you on a title of the message, The Church. How many of you know it's good to have people praying for you? Are you there? In Acts, the, sec the 12th chapter, in the first verse, it says, Now it happened about, the about that time that Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, 
he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. And I want you to understand something that the, this was a time that the Jews should have been examining themselves instead of pressing charges on somebody. How many of you know that there's times in our life that we need to examine our own life? It's easy to look and see what somebody else needs in their life, but sometimes we need to look in the mirror and tell the man in the mirror, you need something changed in your life. Amen? So in the fourth verse it says, So when he had arrested him, he put him, talking about Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Somebody say, by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. I want us to stop right there. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for your anointing in this place today. And Father, we ask, Lord God, that this message go beyond our mind and our intellect into our very spirit, Lord God. Let us see, Lord Jesus, the importance of who you are and who you are to us, Lord God. And as we pray, Lord God, that things happen, things change, circumstances change. And Father, we give you praise and honor, Lord God, for your word today, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that it's going to fall on fertile ground. And we give you honor for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many times have we accepted circumstances for just the way they are? How many times have we got to a position of where we, we've, we've prayed for a long time and not seen any change, and because we haven't seen any change, we just write it off? Many times we accept the things for just the way they are because we don't see no way out of it. Peter, the Bible says that Peter had been arrested after James, and you can imagine what was going through his mind after he had seen James murdered, and now he's taken into prison, and he knows that there's an expectancy of what's going to happen to him. So Peter's not resting in comfort. He's resting between two soldiers, afraid that he's the next guy in line. But the church is in prayer. The church is praying. And a lot of times when we pray, we pray in hope wondering. We don't pray in faith believing. We pray hoping something's going to happen, wondering if it will. 
But the Bible don't tell us to pray in hope wondering. It tells us to pray in faith believing. That when you pray, you can pray with the expectancy that something is going to happen. And I believe with all of my heart that this angel showed up and hit Peter on the side. Just like that God is wanting to come down and hit his church and wake his church up. And say, arise. It's time that the church begins to arise. Because it wasn't, listen, the enemy don't mind you sitting there. He don't mind you sitting there and seeing the things that are going on around you. He's not worried about that. He's worried about the Spirit of the Lord coming on you and you rising up and the chains falling off of you. Because when the chains fell, when chains didn't fall, to Peter rose up. But what we need to understand that when the angel came in and told Peter to to rise up, he rose up and he told him to get ready. If you read on in this story, it tells him to get ready. It tells him to put his coat on, to put his shoes on, which just simply tells me that God is saying, I'm not going to do for you what you can do for yourself. If you want my power, if you want my anointing, it's here for you. Get clothed in it. Place it on. But what I am going to do for you that you cannot do for yourself, you are locked up with addictions. You are what locked up with pornography. You are locked up with things that bound you. You could see no way out but I'm going to open up the door and I'm going to swing it open so that you can walk out right past it no matter what people there's people who are bound with things who want to get out of them but they don't know how that's where the church comes in then we pray in faith believing we seek God and all of a sudden things that we could not do Open for us. The chains that we couldn't get away from fall. The prison door that he could not open, opened on its own accord. And what's so frustrating is Peter walks out past everything that bound him. And there wasn't nothing they could do about it. Not one thing. He walked out past everything. And I want you to see this because some of you are going to walk out past some things this morning. Some of you are going to walk out of here. You're going to be freer than you've ever been before. Because you're going to walk out past it. And there ain't nothing the enemy can do about it. Why? Because the church, the church... When the church prays, there's something about the church praying. There's something about us coming together as a corporate body the enemy doesn't like because when we come together as a corporate body, the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God begins to release the Christ anointing. Every one of us in here has an anointing. I, I hear people say all the time, say, well, you know, I don't want nobody to get my anointing. Can't nobody have your anointing because that's your anointing. And nobody else can have it. Nobody can use it like you can because God's designed it just for you. But when you come in, we begin to connect together. Now we are the body of Christ. Now we not just have our anointing. I have the anointing of the brothers and sisters. Now we are connected to one another. When one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000. And it just keeps growing. So as they begin to pray, they were praying, the church was praying, and Peter gets this visitation. The angel comes in, taps Peter, get up. He rises up. He says, gird yourself. 
put on your sandals. And he did. Put on your garments and follow me. See, a lot of times we expect God just to do something for us. There's steps that we have to take. There's steps that don't look at the impossibilities because a lot of people look at habits, look at different situations that they're in in their life, and they see there's no possible way that I can get past that. Oh, yes. There's a way that you can get past that. Because the God that we serve is a God of breakthrough. He's a God of deliverance. He'll allow you to walk right past things that bound you and them not be able to do anything about it. Not be able to hold you no more. The things that used to hold you won't be able to hold you if you're willing to walk past it. And it'll be just like it was with Peter. Peter said when he walked out past these, he thought he was dreaming. It says, so he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought it was a Thought he was seeing a vision. God will make your deliverance more real than you can imagine. Because of the power and the demonstration of his spirit. Working not only for you, but in you and through you. When they were, when they were past the second guard post, they came to the iron gate. That leads to the city which opened on its own accord. See, every time we get to a place to where you can't do something, God will do it for you. But we've got to trust him. Amen. We've got to follow him. Peter getting out. Now listen, I want you to understand something. Here's Peter. Peter gets out and goes to a place where they're praying. The church is praying. He knocks on the door. This young lady by the name of Rhoda comes to the door. And she runs back in. Peter's at the door. And this is where it gets weird. Because the other lady in there says, no, honey, that's just his angel. Now, it would be more weird for me to open up a door and an angel to be there speaking in Peter's voice than it would be for me to open up the door and see Peter. So she goes back and she opens up the door and it is Peter and they all begin to rejoice and Peter has to quieten them down. It reminds me of a lot of church folks. We get excited when we do something, see God do something great when it should be a normal it should be something normal that we see. When somebody gets saved that we've been praying for a long time, it should not be something odd that we think, that oh, that God did something special. No, that it should be something normal that takes place. And we should know that when we pray, honey, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. God is working behind the scenes and something's about to change. Because we're the church. And when the church comes together, things happen. When we pray together, things happen. Children get saved. Loved ones get saved. Husbands get saved. Marriages get saved. Come on now. And the power and the demonstration of God's spirit works in and through our lives.
But we can't do this as individuals. We've got to do it as the church. Matthew, listen, I want you to listen to this. This is Jesus talking, Matthew 6 and 6. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and place your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. It doesn't say if you pray. He says when you pray. Matthew 18 and 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Paul says, pray without ceasing. How often you need to pray? Without ceasing. If you're, not in, if you're not postured in prayer, you need to be in an attitude of prayer. Your attitude will determine your altitude. If God's going to take us to new places, then we've got to be willing to be on our face before Him. I'm not looking for good ideas. To move this church forward. I'm looking for God ideas. I don't need. I don't need my direction. I need his direction. And the only way that we can do that. Is to be in his presence. Because it's in his presence. That everything changes. It's in his presence. That chains fall. It's in his presence. Come on now. That people's lives are changed. And how does it happen? Through the church. You're an important part of ministry that's going to take this church to a new level. Without you, it can't be done. We've got to get involved and we've got to get together. We've got to connect with one another and see God move us into a place of revival. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. One thing you'll learn is that when I say Let's all stand. Church is not over. We're just right at the beginning of it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. There's some of you here today, you've faced some circumstances in your life. And it seemed like nothing's ever going to change. But I want you to know that today, 
God's given you an opportunity to walk out past some things. The things that used to bind you won't bind you no more, can't hold you no more. There's something about being in the presence of the Lord. There's a freedom there. God never intended for his church to come in and remain the same way all the time. There should be constant change. But yet we grow into a place of formality a lot of times and feel like that we've got to do things the same way all the time. Jesus never healed nobody the same way twice. He didn't do it. It's different. The reason the angels and the seraphims in heaven are crying out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all the time is because every time they pass by him, they see a new characteristic, a greater characteristic than the one they've seen before. And every time we come to church, we should see something greater, something bigger happening in our lives and you are special people every one of you God designed you he made you fearfully and wonderfully made you For his purpose. If you're here today and you're ready to walk out past some things, I want you to come on down. Come on. You're ready to step into some things. Come on. scared God's got his hand on me